Welcome to This AmeriCorps Life, the official Arizona Serve podcast by AmeriCorps members for AmeriCorps members, past, present, and future. Here's your host, Sarah Haber. All right. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of This AmeriCorps Life. Today, I am sitting here with AmeriCorps alumni, Brittany Ward. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's sunny outside. It's great weather. So um, you are an AmeriCorps alumni, correct? I am. Yeah. So can you tell us just a little bit about yourself, like where you're from and how you got to Arizona? Yeah. So originally I'm from Detroit, Michigan, and I went to University of Michigan Flint for my undergrad degree. And when I graduated, I took a year off, but then... I decided to join AmeriCorps in San Antonio, Texas for a city year where I worked at a middle school for a year as an academic mentor, coach, you know, attendance, behavior, all of the above with those students, you know. And what age were those students that you were Um, Middle schoolers are, what, 12? (laughs) Pre-teens. Yeah, pre-teens with a lot going on. (laughs) The golden years. Yeah. So that was fun. It was interesting. I still miss those kids a lot. Um, And then after that, I wanted to start graduate school. And so I decided to come to Prescott, Arizona um, to start my master's degree in social justice and community organizing. And I needed a job. And so I looked into AmeriCorps because I was familiar with AmeriCorps and I saw that Arizona Serve was hiring. And then I applied and I got the position to work at the Launchpad Teen Center as a summer facilitate summer camp facilitator mm-hmm. and then following that another position opened up for the launchpad tutoring center as a coordinator oh nice and so then i took that position and i did that for another year oh wow so you've been <laughs> in this business yeah for quite some time i know about that americorps life and how uh different was serving in texas Mm -hmm. versus serving in arizona as far as the programs that you were working on Mm, the difference i would say is that in working at a school there are more regulations that you have to follow um you have to be a little bit more careful with um, how you interact with the students just general protocol and then city year as an organization is really a different type of culture because you have matching uniforms you get to the school around seven and at seven we're the only ones there half of the teachers aren't even there yet and we do our opening circle and then we talk about I don't know what we want to happen that day it's really um, an experience so with city year there's a cohort of members that we meet with every month or so um, and have different workshops and discussions that are generated from businesses around town, like Starbucks will come and talk to us about like career readiness or different workshops like that. But you would get to meet all of these city year members in San Antonio, Texas. And so you also have a team on your own campus. So there was a lot of more um, fellowship with city year as opposed to working here in AmeriCorps in for Arizona serve at the Launchpad Teen Center, you just have your um, staff that you work with every day. Not that that was a problem because my boss, Courtney Osterfelt, was also a Prescott College graduate. And so she understood how I was to be a student and also work. So that was great. 
Um, yeah, I really enjoy working with the teens, which was a similar experience to working with um, the teens with City Air at the middle school. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that I had that background and experience to know how to relate to teens more in an academic setting at the tutoring center and the middle school. And is working with teens something that you want to do in your foreseeable future? So my time working there, I was thinking that I can do this. I can do um, youth development. So I can see me taking on that role. I'm not sure in what capacity, but I can see me um, facilitating workshops or trainings or classes for youth development purposes. I'm not sure just in the educational realm, but somewhere along those lines. Yeah, I remember you actually had a workshop at the Women Empowerment Breakthrough oh, yeah. Conference. Uh, that's it's the web conference that mm-hmm. the Launchpad puts on for girls in between the ages of, I think, I want to say it's like 11 and like 17. Yeah. And I remember you were there and you were presenting. Yeah, I did. I totally forgot about that, but it was a great experience. Um held on top of a mountain, Dominguez Mountain, which was a beautiful space and an amazing cabin for that to happen there. But um, yeah, a lot of great feedback after that presentation. Um, it was one of my first keynote experiences and yes. presenter workshop experiences um, on my own. But they were very in tune. They were very focused. They had a lot of questions to ask during the presentation and after my keynote presentation that I did on creative grit because the theme for that conference that year was grit. So yeah, that was a great experience. Yeah, I uh, was at Webb as a counselor Mm -hmm. and then I also presented a workshop later on um, in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's a really good experience to, you know, really get to know kids that age, Mm -hmm. learn more about the things that are going through their head, maybe like issues that they have going on in their life mm-hmm. that they might be struggling with that are either very similar to what we went through mm-hmm. with that age or also very different. Yeah. Um, and then on the flip side, it's also nice to see like what interests they have that are also mm-hmm. Yeah, having that space, that time carved out for the conference was great because it allowed you to see um, – where, like you said, where their heads are at, what they're going through, and also how you can relate through your own experience with them. Right. Yeah. So I know that you have been working really hard with the Martin Luther King Jr. Day that's mm-hmm. going to take place here in Crestwood. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I are both on the March Committee. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about what we kind of have planned for that day <laughs> as, follow- yeah. as well as other activities that are going to take place. Yes. So this year, I'm so grateful to be on the MLK committee because so much is taking place that hasn't um, within the past years. So of course, we're going to have the March on the day, January 21st, um, starting at 10 a.m. The map will route from from Prescott College down to the courthouse. So that'll be great. And then after that, there's going to be a week of events to take place, which I'm excited about. Um, The first event after the 21st is on the 22nd, which is the Just Us Community Mixer, which will bridge relationships with local organizers, um, local businesses, organizations, community members that are 
and aligned with um, not only MLK's legacy, but also just social justice oriented work in general in the community. And we would have a workshop where they would have to create an event that um, responds to the various needs around their table, which is reflective of the needs of the community. And I know not everyone will come to this event and every need will be responded to, but um, it is a great start to having this sort of inclusive mindset when organizing these different events and also realizing the different resources that are sitting right in your backyard that you didn't even know was taking place. Um, And so after that event on the 23rd is a movie discussion of the documentary, The Color of Fear, which I saw during my undergrad and is very, very, influential in its way that it really puts it in your face how we think about race and how we think about identities Um, and I really feel that it'll be a great event for the city of Prescott to have and a lot of intentional discussion will take place as well following that on the 24th we have some organizers from Phoenix to come down and present a quote-unquote woke shop as they call it from Poder in Action um, at Granite Peak Universalist Unitarian Church. And they will be talking about the different dynamics of power and how that relates to community organizing. And last but not least, we're going to be having a Prescott community panel, which I feel is also very important because it gives a chance for us as a city to talk about issues that are on our mind. The law enforcement will also be present um, to discuss different concerns that may the city may have um, in general, but also to reveal that human side of our positions and just really get down to where we stand as a community and our thoughts and opinions on certain issues that affect us. Yeah, I really am very excited for that community panel discussion. Um, Arizona Serve, we have our guest speaker series that occurs in spring semester Mm -hmm. and it's very similar to this where we will talk about some sort of regional issue that is pretty prevalent in Prescott and we'll get a a group of panelists who are either in that field of work or Mm -hmm. are pretty knowledgeable about that field of work and they can come in and talk about who they are and their connection to that and then we open up the floor to the community Mm -hmm. to then ask questions and I think that those are really insightful. Mm -hmm. there are issues I think that we just don't think of right. exist within our community. Um, for example, I think that a lot of people in Prescott were surprised about the issue of homelessness. Mm-hmm. And so having that panelist discussion, there were people who were like, wow, I didn't even realize this was even an issue. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, what can we do to continue to address this? So mm-hmm. I think this is what you guys are doing. Yeah, I totally agree. This event and also the rest of the events are more than just a day, a chance to actually bond and connect with local organizers, people that are doing work in your own community that you literally had no idea about. It's not that you don't want to know. You just have no idea. We all are busy with the work that we're doing. So why not use MLK week and day to carve out space for organizers to communicate on 
their action plans. Right. And I think even joining this March committee mm-hmm. and meeting the people, the other committee members, mm-hmm. um, for example, uh, Lucinda, she's on the committee mm-hmm. and she also is an AmeriCorps mm-hmm. member and she had no idea wow. that there were other AmeriCorps members that were here within Yavapai County. She's not an Arizona serve member. Mm. And, um, it was nice having that space to be able to connect with somebody else who is existing in my community mm-hmm. doing similar work that I was doing. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody on the committee who you, uh, maybe didn't know before and, you know, well, I've kind of reached out to a lot of the people because of work that I've done on the side in general, but I'm glad that I got to actually um, establish a strong relationship with them, such as Kendra Mm -hmm. Hopskin of um, St. Luke Ebony Church. I've been meaning to visit (laughs) and check them out, but now I meet with her all the time (laughs) and I talk on the phone with her. so I'm glad that I was able to establish connections that way because, I mean, you can send an email and have a phone conversation and invite someone to an event, but to actually work with them is very um, powerful in establishing a bond or a relationship that shows that we're both committed and I see the work you do and I'm glad that you noticed the work that I'm doing as well. Let's collaborate more. Yeah, and I think that when you have that shared vision and Mm -hmm. shared goal in mind and you realize, you know, I have my connections that I've built out here and now I'm connecting with you and now I'm connecting with your connections Mm -hmm. that you have. And like I said, just coming together for things that you, for issues that you agree on and agree that you want to address perhaps together can make for a really great, Yes, definitely. And events in the future, as we notice all of our resources and pull them together, I say, oh, I know someone that knows how to do podcast or (laughs) I know someone that has a congregate, you know, it's just just realizing the resources. Everyone um, in this community can help in any way because we all have our own networks. Mm -hmm. And I also think that building these connections can further um, these events that we're planning take place in the future, I think mm-hmm. that can make more sustained connections. In these Definitely. Because I, I know that the March existed last year and in previous years, but as far as the events that are following the week after, this is something that is totally new. Mm-hmm. And yeah, definitely. And can you just remind us one more time where and when all of those wonderful uh, events that are following the week after are going to take place? Yes, definitely, because I know this can be a lot of information. So here goes. Get your pens and paper ready. (laughs) I'll wait. (laughs) Okay, I hope you got them. So the MLK Peace and Justice March will start at 11 a.m. at at Prescott College and... The ceremony afterwards will start at 6 p.m. and at St. Luke Ebony Church. Following that will be the Just Us Community Mixer from 6 to 7.30 at Sam Hill Art Gallery. And then the next day on the 23rd will be the Color of Fear movie discussion, 6 to 8 p.m. at Prescott College. And on the 24th, Poder in Action Woke Shop from 6 to 7.30 p.m. at Granite Peak Universalist Unitarian Church. 
And then following that, our last event of the week is on January 25th, which will be the community panel from 6 to 7.30 p.m. at the Adult Prescott Center. Okay, and uh, is there anybody, uh, is there someone who people can email in case they have any questions? Yeah, I would extend my email address. You can email me or you can contact Kendra Hopskin um, at K-E-N-I-H-O-B-I. 34 at gmail.com or you can contact me once again at b-r-i-t-t-i-n-i w-a-r-d at gmail.com all right (laughs) so now Brittany, how long have you actually been in prescott for i would say for two years now okay so what other things um are you involved with within the community apart from uh, attending Prescott College mm-hmm. and your time as an AmeriCorps member. What other things are you interested in? Oh, yeah. So Prescott College, yes, I have graduated. However, for my thesis project, I started a um, network of Black people living in Prescott, Arizona named Prescott Umoja. And so from that um, planning, an event has arisen. Can you <laughs> tell us what yeah, Emoja means unity. It's Swahili for unity. Um, and I just decided to build this network of black people living, all black people living in Prescott, Arizona, because when I moved here, um, I didn't really see a space for that. And so I just wanted to kind of create a space for that. And from that um, organization, I wanted different events that um, promote more diversity and inclusion in Prescott, Arizona. So, for example, upcoming in February during Black History Month, um, February 24th is the Beauty of Black Black Arts Festival happening um, at Sam Hill Art Gallery. The doors will open at 11 a.m. We plan on having spoken word, dance, interactive displays, theater, photography, music, art exhibits, presentations, speakers, anything. You name it, food, of course. Um, Did I say music? (laughs) But yes, it'll be such a great, so much, so much planning has been going into this event and I'm so excited. We're having um, a lot of different people come out from Phoenix to present or some students in the, from the local colleges to dance or be a part of play that we have planned. So I really hope that everyone, anyone is invited and can come out to this event. And when you say uh, students from the local colleges, have you connected with uh, Embry-Riddle and Yavapai as well? Yeah, so Embry-Riddle is also a part of Embry-Riddle Black Student Union president and members are a part of Prescott Emoja. I've reached out to them and they have been really instrumental in helping to fund and plan the Beauty of Black Arts Festival this year. (laughs) And so you mentioned that the spoken word poetry mm-hmm. is going to take place at this event and I know that that's something that you are very involved with mm-hmm. um, I know that from the web conference mm-hmm. uh, which you were a keynote speaker at and you had also presented a spoken word poem if I'm not mistaken. right yeah um, how did you get involved in that and speaking spoken word, spoken word? hmm well, I've always written poetry, but then, you know, you kind of write it and then you close your book and you don't say it or speak it to anyone. But then when I started my undergrad at University of Michigan Flint, I had a professor um, and I took a public speaking course, but she kind of combined poetry with the public speaking piece. 
And so from there, she really influenced me to just begin to um, share my poetry at different events. I remember um, many New Year's ago when you make uh, resolutions. And so my resolution was whenever there's an open mic, you got to perform, Brittany. You just got to do it. And so then I began doing that. And then from there, like, I began to strengthen my stage presence, strengthen my skills in speaking. Um, I actually won a uh, contest at my school for $1,000 because I decided to follow through with my um, New Year's resolution, which I'm like, okay, I should probably keep doing this so I can win more money. No. But um, so that's the lesson here, folks. Follow <laughs> through with your New Year's resolution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was nerve wracking at first, but then you get really comfortable. And then you do the web conference, you know, like so. Yeah, you just got to start somewhere and then watch you develop. It's like you practice at it and you continue on. And yeah, I will consider. Back then, I didn't really consider myself a poet. Are you a poet? Uh, kinda. But like now, yes, I am a poet. Yeah, I do spoken word. You want to hear a poem <laughs> like yeah so yeah that's awesome yeah i remember hearing you speak at mm-hmm. web and you were you came across very very confident like you've been doing this forever yeah um, <laughs> so thank you for that no problem all right well thank you so much Brittany, for being here today was there anything else that you wanted to share with us no not at all just continue to support the um local organizers local businesses local artists in your community because that's very important and it means a lot to us when you come out to our events because it's for you it's for the community yes and just a reminder that mlk day Mm -hmm. is january january 21st this year and we would love it if you could join us for the march um that's going to start at 10 a.m at prescott college Mm -hmm. and go down to the courthouse square and end at prescott united methodist church right all right well thanks for listening yes Bye. bye You've been listening to This AmeriCorps Life, produced by Arizona Serve of Prescott College. Find out more at arizonaserve.org and at prescott.edu.